Welcome to the Affirmation Nation podcast. I am your host, Kamei Nicole, and here we explore the power of positive affirmations and how they can transform your life. In this episode, we'll be discussing how self-affirmations, let me repeat that, self-affirmations can help you love yourself first and how they can transform your relationships with yourself and others. Now, Y'all, I'm excited about this episode. Y'all heard how excited I was about this episode when I came in here like, boom, bara Ali, boom, bara Ali. Like, I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped because we're going to talk about a specific type of affirmation, which is self-love. If you listen to the previous episode, if you listen to <laughs> the previous episode, we specifically talked about gratitude affirmations. But today we're talking about self-love. Why? Because next to money, next to health, love and relationships are like the, the big three in all of our lives. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you say, I curse love, I'm done with love, blah, 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 love. It's important. It's one of the big three. And so we're going to focus on self-love because, you know, these spiritual streets are weird. (laughs) They are weird. And I am seeing a lot of people trying to manifest love into their life. They're trying to manifest soulmates. And they're skipping some shadow work. You listen, if you haven't listened to the the second episode, listen to the second episode because I kind of went in on shadow work. But before we get into this episode, let's get into some housekeeping. And the only housekeeping I have for you all today is to support the podcast. Supporting the podcast helps the growth of the podcast. And you don't get to hear things like background noises, me drinking water. Because why? Because I can afford, you know, some software to get the things and the stuff going. On top of that, I also live by the interstate. And I'm pretty sure my neighbors upstairs were cast members in Stump the Yard. So you may hear them at some point going crazy and you may hear some room room. You know, I'm, I'm not well versed in uh, editing a software yet. You know, things that I'm bringing into fruition in my life before this podcast. But, you know, hey, support of the co- podcast is the support of the community that we are building here. But I let's get into self-love. Let's get it, let's get into self-love and let's get back into these spiritual streets. Because I see a lot of people, and again, if you haven't followed me on uh, TikTok, go ahead and do that. I people know me as a sunflower shaman. Eventually I'm going to move away from that uh, that specific title, even though I do still do shamanic work. Um, but I am walking in the power of myself. So why would I need an alias when I am Kame Nicole? So I made a video about why I'm personally against manifesting soulmates, okay? And one of the biggest reasons why I'm against manifesting soulmates is because I feel like when we are manifesting soulmates, oftentimes, number one, we're not very clear on what we want, I'm going to say that again. We're not very clear on what we want is the biggest thing. Um, We have an idea of what we want, but we can never really 
focus on the why we want it, which is a big problem. And another reason is sometimes we are fixated on a spe- having a specific person in our life. We meet somebody, we don't care if he's in a relationship, he, she, them, they, you know, that we don't care if these individuals are in relationships with their partners, their husbands, their wives, whatever the case may be. And we're just going to take them because we want what we want. And that is taking away someone's free will. Okay. I'm totally and completely against taking away someone's free will because a, the relationship is not going to go the way that you want it to go period in the story. It's not, it's not going to be favorable. Give me a list of people who have very favorable outcomes of relationships of people they forced into their lives and took away their free will, and I'll wait. But the biggest reason why I am solely against manifesting love, manifesting relationships, is because a lot of us have not done the shadow work that is necessary, okay? And you, in the previous episode, I, again, I talked about shadow work and I talked about how when we don't do shadow work and we use different modalities to manifest things into our life, whether there's affirmations, whether it's in the form of a prayer affirmation, whether it's meditation, rituals, or the latter, you were putting sugar on top of shit. And what is the point of putting all this energy into manifesting this love in your life that you're not even prepared to receive it because you have not done your shadow work. You have not done the necessary healing to keep this relationship or give this long, this relationship longevity. It is so self-love is so essential for healthy relationship, not only with others, but with yourself. And when you are trying to cultivate a quick fix, it's exactly, it's not mean that you're never going to get it. You're absolutely going to get it, but you won't keep it. And anyone that you manifest into your life that is whole, that is healthy, or they are learning they are growing, growing. They are committed to their own, you know, spiritual growth and development, their evolution, evolution. They're not going to stay because you're, you're going to create unnecessary wounds on them due to your lack of healing and your inability, or I don't know, you just sheer laziness, whatever it may be. Cause I don't want to, you know, the little to do your own work. These people are not going to stay a lot. And a lot of times too, when we see people, whether we know them personally or, you know, we've been around running to them enough, interacted with them enough to be like, oh yeah, they're a whole vibe. You know, we want to bring these people, draw these people into us and we can't, we don't understand why that they're not attracted to us. It's because some people can literally see our wounds when we are completely unwilling to see them and acknowledge them. And so, yeah, they're going to turn you down. We have to get into the obstacles 
that comes with self-love and talking about self-love. And a lot of it has to do with negative self-talk, unrealistic expectations. So this is why I, I decided to do this episode specifically about self-affirmations. We're talking about niching down, not generalization. Because what we want to do when we are creating these self-affirmations for self-love is that we're going to create some positive statements that will help us focus on our strengths and our capabilities. So we can improve our self-esteem and our confidence. It is so important. Self-love is such an essential aspect of our lives that's often overlooked, especially when it comes to forming relationships with others. Let's keep it a buck. We tend to focus on finding someone who can love and accept us, but we often forget that we need to love and accept ourselves first. Without self-love, without self-love, we end up in unhealthy relationships or we attract partners who do not treat us with the love and respect we deserve. But when we have a healthy sense of self-love, we are more confident, we are self-assured. These things make us more attractive to others. Why? Because we know our worth. We are less likely to settle for less than we deserve. We are able to set healthy boundaries. We are able to communicate our needs clearly. We are less likely to compromise our values and our beliefs for the sake of a relationship. This is why, and just think about this for an example. When you were single, when you were solely focusing on yourself, you are practicing your self-love regimen, you are getting up every day, doing your daily routine, you're hanging out with friends, you're going to the movies, you're doing your travel, you are just being 100% authentically yourself and happy and loving on yourself. Oftentimes, isn't that when we all of a sudden attract a partner out of nowhere? It is, it is, isn't that when we do it? But oftentimes we get so excited and get so overcome by the blinding emotion too that is love that we throw our discernment quickly out the window. It's like we forgot everything we learned from that last relationship or that last cycle. We start compromising on our boundaries. We start to not communicate our needs properly or making compromises again on what our needs are because, you know, again, shadow work, we didn't do it. We thought we did, or or we'll do it to an extent where it's very blanketed. Okay, again, a marathon, not a race. This is constant work. 
a lot of times we've done surface level too. Let's talk about this surface level shadow work. And we really haven't plucked out that cancer for lack of better terms. We haven't, okay? And a lack of self-love shows up when we decide to make compromises on our boundaries, when we make compromises on our needs, when we are compromising on our values and our beliefs and we start seeking validation from our partners or our friends, which it leads to codependency, it leads to insecurity, it leads to lack of autonomy in our relationships. We become codependent, we reliant on partners for our sense of self-worth. And it puts a strain on the relationship we are under the misconception that because we've compromised, we sacrificed all of these things for the sake of this relationship that we're doing and we're putting in the work. But in reality, we're not. We're doing just that. We're sacrificing ourselves in the relationship ultimately ends anyway. When we do not love ourselves, we tolerate mistreatment, abuse, and neglect. And we start believing, if we didn't already believe, that we did not deserve any better in the first place. And if we don't get to the root of our self-love, it can lead to a cycle of unhealthy relationships, which can be difficult to break. I know because I've lived it. Just went through it. So this is why it was important for me to bring this topic up and and to really, really focus on specifically self-affirmations because if you, if, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the five whys, but when you use the five whys, it's a method, it's called the five why method, and it helps you get down to the root of your problem. So when you're creating these affirmations, when you're getting very specific about what you want to manifest, and when you are using affirmations to manifest, as a manifestation tool, even if you're using prayer affirmations, you need to be very clear. For example, if you wanted to use it specifically for work, say you wanted to say you're an entrepreneur and you wanted to bring in a certain amount of money weekly based off of what you need to make in order to survive. You can't say I'm just going to be I I am, let's say cuz we always start with the power of I am. I am a successful entrepreneur. Okay, well how are you a successful entrepreneur? Doing what? Are you a successful entrepreneur of pickles? Are you excess? Are you a successful entrepreneur of I don't know plants? How, like how? What what are you doing? You need to be very specific. And when we we look at that, we take that same basic principle and we apply that to ourselves. And if you ask yourself the why, 
and you get to the root of the why you want the things that you want, then you are able to really bring some stuff into fruition. The reasons why self-affirmations are powerful tools is because it transforms your relationship with yourself. It's more than just repeating positive statements to yourself. We're changing our thought patterns. We're creating a more positive self-image. We're boosting our self-confidence. We're talking about our abilities. When you feel confident, you are likely to take more risks that pursues your goals. This is this what leads you to personal growth and success. You reduce your negative self-talk. It's negative self-talk damages your self-esteem. I work so hard personally on doing it, even when I'm joking with myself. I don't even negatively joke with myself anymore. I can't do it. Why? Because I'm programming my mind to believe anything other that is desirable of myself. For example, a thing that I used to um, say often when I make a mistake and I know, or I didn't think it through. I'm like, oh, you're a dumbass. I'm negatively talking to myself and calling myself dumb and unintelligent when I know that I am not those things. And it can be really that simple. It can really be just that simple. It's giving ourselves a feeling of an adequacy and worthlessness. But if we use the positive self-affirmations, we get down to our why and we create a positive self-affirmation, we counteract that negative self-talk. Using positive self-affirmations can also improve self-compassion. We have to be kind and gentle and compassionate with ourselves. And anybody who is hearing this right now, you know we are our worst and biggest critic every single time. We get more involved in the negative self-talk. It's just like when we're trying to manifest things and like material things into our life, right? Let me give you another example here. We have such a hard time visualizing positive things that we want in our lives, but we can visualize something negative. Say, for example, someone has a fear of getting into a car accident and they are so fearful and they put so that they put so much energy into them going outside one day and, and getting into their car and getting into an accident. They are so crippled by this anxiety and fear that it enables them to drive majority of the time. Okay. And so what they do is they're so fixated that they can visualize the whole negative outcome that when they finally one day get into their car, they get into the accident and they say, oh my gosh, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen because you visualize this happen. But we cannot as easily visualize what we want into our lives that is good. And 
By the way, if you did not know, visualization is probably one of the strongest manifestation tools there is. Again, we can do it for negative things, but we can't do it for the positive things. We have to focus on our strengths and our positive qualities. Stop being hard on ourselves. Developing a greater sense of self-acceptance and self-love that is ultimately going to improve our well-being. This is how we enhance our relationships with others. When we move more positive relationship or move into a more positive relationship with ourselves, we are more likely to have positive relationships with others. Because we are projecting a sense of confidence and self-love. And with that, we attract people who are drawn to our positive energy and values. Now, with this being said, and I'm... You know, I try not to get too much into spirituality. I, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard and I'm not going to get too crazy into it. Because it's really about your your conscious and your self your, your sorry, your consciousness and your subconscious mind. Con jeez, get it together. Your conscious and subconscious mind. The perfect marriage. Because we have this illusion of free will and I know I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because I thought, so too all, we're on the realm of free will. It's also an illusion. Just like purgatory. Just like heaven. Just like hell. They're not real estate. They're not. Um, When people... all, All of our actions are subjected to the universal law of cause and effect. Right? So there has to be something to take place that will get you to do the things that you do. For example, if you are strapped for money and it puts you in a panic mode, you start operating in that low vibrational frequency and then you start doing actions to garner more income coming in, right? There's a cause that caused the effect. So with that being said, something happened that contributed to your actions, which takes away that whole ideology of free will, doesn't it? So when you are enhancing your relationship with yourself that enhances your relationship with others, you really have more of an influence, more than you realize over the actions of others. You attract what you are. You eat what you are. I hope I didn't, I hope I didn't really confuse and, and if someone wants further clarification on that, please send me an email. Send me an email. I am going to respond to questions and read statements and stuff from the viewers, which I'm really excited to get into that. See, this is more than just a page or not page, more of a podcast just about affirmations because 
We don't want to get into more delusion that doesn't work for us. We're going to be intentional about our delusions at this point. Just like we're no longer blindly walking by faith because somebody told us to do so and they're just walking us into this pit. We're not doing that. And the reason why we're not doing that, because it does not serve us. It keeps us programmed into the matrix. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us from living a very unfulfilled life life, which is our birthright to be free and creative and explore. This is the whole point of being in the realm of the of physicality. So this is this is actually about doing the work and creating longevity. Yes, we are learning affirmations. Yes, we are talking about affirmations. Yes, we are learning how to carefully curate them to make them beneficial for us. But we're also going to do the work here. So if you were looking for another podcast with a quick fix, you've come to the wrong place. Exit, exit now. Okay. Exit now. Self-affirmations help us foster empathy and understanding. Did you know that? Because it helps us develop a greater empathy and understanding towards other. When we recognize our own strengths and weaknesses, then we become more attuned to the experiences and perspectives of those around us. It helps us connect. And we can use self-affirmations to encourage healthy boundaries and maintain them in our relationships with other people because we're own we're recognizing and we're owning our worth and our value we are protecting our emotional and physical well-being which ultimately doing this is going to create a more positive and fulfilling life This is why self-affirmations are very, very, very specific. You can work with them regularly or regularly work with regular affirmations to promote positive thinking and behavior. However, self-love affirmations specifically are designed to address issues related to your self-esteem, self-worth, and self-love. I'm going to keep saying it until you get it. So, now that we got out, that out the way, let me give you a few ways that's let me give you a few ways that self-love affirmation differ from regular affirmations. And I'm going to go from my notes. You're going to hear me flip pages. I'm going to go from my notes on this one because this one I really want to be very 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 specific. And I don't want to you know how I don't know if you, y'all see how I go off the rails. <laughs> I'm going to go off the rails every time. <laughs> so, and I don't want to do that because I really, really, really want you to, to get, and to, to, uh, to understand it, to overstand it. 
understand nothing, overstand everything. But when you understand it, ooh, life-changing. So the difference between self-love affirmations and regular affirmations is because you are focusing on self-love, as I said before. Self-love affirmations are centered around cultivating a deeper sense of self-love and self-acceptance, while regular affirmations can be used to promote positive thinking and behavior. Okay, I think I've repeated that about several times now. It also addresses our core beliefs. Self-love affirmations are designed to address core beliefs and values related to self-love and self-worth. You can challenge the negative self-talk and beliefs that may be holding you back from experiencing self-love and self-acceptance. Self-love affirmations also help you foster self-care. Didn't a few minutes ago, I was just talking about how you attract people into your life because you are focused on self-love and self-care. You can use self-love affirmations as a part of your self-care routine to focus on positives that cultivate a deeper understanding of self-awareness and self-compassion. Again, which can lead to more intentional self-care practices. They also promote self-acceptance. I think I've said this a thousand times. Because it's about love rather than trying to change or fix yourself. which ultimately, and lastly, can encourage self-compassion. This means treating yourself with kindness, understanding, and being forgiving. We are here to have a very human experiences. Mistakes will happen intentionally, unintentionally. I guess if it's intentional, then it's really not a mistake. But, you know... Be kind to yourself. This is also going to improve your overall well-being. It's so important overall for your well-being and your personal growth. It is so important, but it's not easy to achieve. It's not. As I said again in the previous episode, you are... Personal growth in doing shadow work and taking accountability, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable because you have to learn how to forgive yourself for the things that you've allowed in your life, for the treatment, for the disrespect, for not honoring yourself for giving too much of yourself when you realize that you are responsible for those tears that you have because there's always red flags especially when it comes to dealing with uh, relationships it could be intimate it could be friendships it can even be with family when it comes to these relationships we have unless you're a child you have control over what's happening to you 
and we see the red flags and a lot of times we disregard red flags because again love is a very blinding emotion and then when you have people on the outside looking in and they're trying to tell you because you love or you are blinded by this emotion of love we aren't able to fully see or recognize what's going on even though our little intuition or spidey sense sixth sense whatever you want to call it is like hey 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 something's not something's off here Y'all know it. There's not a single instance in a friendship or relationship that has completely gone awry for me that I was not able to sit back and say, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? The only time we fully are able to recognize that we are somehow, some way being taken advantage of, unappreciated, undervalued, and not loved properly is when things go on for too long. And then we start noticing all the little stuff that we kept overlooking. And here's where we start to realize that this does not align with me. And, and, and let, me, let me go back a little, not even to go back a little bit, but let me also just kind of put out there that sometimes you can be initially aligned with someone and they do something that's a little bit, that's self-serving and it, it hurts you. You know, so now you have to deal with that. It's, it's not always that you are aligned with people or you ran into the wrong person. A lot of times people just, or sometimes people just choose to do things that are self-serving. And when it comes to servicing self, the effects that it may cause on others kind of get thrown out the window, especially those that we love. Let's put that out there. So we have to look, we're going to look at the thing. We're going to look at the whole thing, you know, and just not look at parts of it because we, what we won't do also is sit in the space of victimhood, which also comes with a lot of accountability as well. Now, whether you figure out, you know, that you want to forgive somebody after they've done something to you that was self-serving, that hurt you. Um, that's a whole different ball game in the story. Sometimes things can be worked out. Obviously people make mistakes. We are having a human experience. But the accountability is still there for you. That is. Because even if you choose to forgive them and continue to go on with the relationship, you still have to take accountability if it ultimately doesn't work out anyway, that you still made an active choice to stay in that. So now then you have to reevaluate what kind of boundaries, what kind of self-work, what did you compromise on your core values and beliefs for the person, for the, the partner, the husband, the wife, the person, the family member or friend that you decided to still allow them to be a part of your reality. I sat for a week one time 
sulking. I think actually, I believe it was two weeks. I sat for two weeks sulking when I had to take accountability for a lot of things that happened to me in my past. And me sitting in the space of victimhood, thinking, how could you do this to me? How could you do this? How could you do it? It's no, how did you, Kame, allow this to be done to you? Because you knew it wasn't going right from the beginning. You did this. You allowed this. You compromised these things. People only do what you allow them to do. So we have to get really, really good at self-love and shadow work. (laughs) And throughout all of this, especially when it comes to dealings with people, again, it doesn't matter, intimate friendship, family, co-workers, jobs, or careers, because jobs and careers are the same thing. We learn really big lessons over and over and over again on attachment. That is the key to suffering, is attachment. And we see this when we have a loved one who passes away, who who transcends, who transforms, however you want to word that. We see it all the time. Because we're grieving. Even I still grieve when I lost my grandmother in October. Even as a, being as spiritual as I am, understanding how the process worked, what's really going on, and then also having my mind expanded in the way that my mind has been expanded. I still had to grieve because I still had an attachment. It felt weird. It was different now that I've been expanded mentally, consciously. It was very different. But I still, my human self, had to go through this process of grieving because of an attachment. We will constantly learn lessons in this. So as we wrap up this episode, I am going to give you, let me find them here, because I have them written out, some affirmations that you can use for self-love. Now, as I said before, we're going to speak this in existence as this has already happened. We're going to use the power of our emotions. We're going to use those emotions differently now. We're going to be ritualistic, repetitionist with it. We're going to focus on one a day, one for 30 days. And put all of our energy and our focus into whichever one that resonates with us. And we're going to utilize it for 30 30 days. And I'm going to do a mini episode separately from this episode of these affirmations. So they are there and you all can have them. So that way you don't have to listen to this whole episode again and my ramblings. You can just go, if you, you can listen to it if you want to, hey, streams. But you can utilize specific self-love affirmations, okay? And that's what they're that's what the mini episodes are for. 
I love and accept myself unconditionally. I am worthy of love and respect simply because I exist. I am enough just as I am and I don't need to change to be loved. I treat myself with kindness, compassion, and understanding. I honor my needs and take care of myself physically, emotionally, and mentally. I forgive myself for past mistakes and I let go of self-judgment. I trust my own intuition and listen to my inner voice. I am grateful for all the unique qualities and strengths that make me who I am. I choose to focus on my positive qualities and embrace my imperfections. I celebrate my progress and accomplishments no matter how small they may seem. Pick what resonates with you. Utilize it every single day. Mantra style, of course. And let me know how they work from you. And until next time, I will see you next Wednesday.